When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Hello again, and welcome to the Legion of Michael. I am your host, Paul Markle. Thank you, one and all, for being here, for supporting the show, for listening, for sharing this, for all that it is you do. Thank you very much. All right, you can always go to, as I am want to remind you, the legionofmichael.com. You can go to legionofmichael.com and sign up for the distance learning training program. That's Legion of Michael. It is a church security training program that you can participate in if you have not done so. And if you've, if you've already done so, fantastic. Thank you very much. And also, I am want to remind you that uh, if you enjoy this show, if you believe that you've gotten some value from this show, well, then you can go to the show notes and you can find a little hyperlink that says redcircle.com slash Legion of Michael. You click that, it takes you to where you need to go, and you can support the show in your own little way. There you go. Thank you very much for that. All right, praise God and thank him for the gift of the Holy Spirit, which gives men the courage to stand upon principle and disregard the threats and the wants and the desires of sinful men. In the United States of America, we had several men and a woman of principle who affirmed that murdering a child is not a constitutional right. Shocking, I know. To those of you who have read the Constitution of the United States of America, there is nowhere in that document that says, oh, P.S., in the future, if you find that the baby that's inside of you is going to be an inconvenience, well, just go ahead and kill it, throw it in the garbage, and start all over again some other time. No, that is not a constitutional right. Uh, constitutional rights, in the, remember at the very beginning, it says we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. Amongst those are the rights to life, not death, but life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness or property. I'm not sure which one of those rights uh, that the uh, that the left, that the minions of Satan believe, which one of those rights believes or confers the right to kill an unborn child because it's going to be an inconvenience to you. Uh, I don't know, maybe you can find that, but uh, I've looked and it's not there. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not there. You saw the title of today's episode, Sin to Fix Sin. Why is it that so many believe, why do so many believe that, well, 
that you should use sin to cover up or fix sin. This is kind of what little children do. You know, your your little child, your five or your six year old, when they when they do something wrong, when when they either take something they shouldn't have taken or do something they shouldn't have done or they break a window or whatever, you know. There's there's two ways that they can address that. They can either be honest with you, which you would hope as a parent, you would hope that they would be. You'd say, well, what happened here? Well, I was not paying attention or I was being stupid or I was being reckless or whatever, and I threw the baseball through the window. Okay, well, the window's still broken, but at least you were honest and you admitted it. That's what we want our kids to do, right? We want our children to admit to us when they made a mistake. We want our children to say, yes, I did that. I know it was wrong. It was a, it was a mistake or it was something that I should not have done, right? But it is, it is done and... You know, I really don't have an excuse for it other than I shouldn't have done that. Throw the baseball through the window or whatever. Whatever it is that you or your children broke growing up. I know I broke stuff. I did. I accidentally shot the window out of the back of my parents' station wagon with a BB gun. Some of you are saying, do what now? Come on, Paul. How did you, how did you accidentally shoot the window out of a station wagon with a BB gun. A lot of you just unbelievers. You, you, you're like, believe me, stop. Quit being an unbeliever. Doubting Thomases. Uh, when I was growing up, we lived in Detroit, and we had a two-story home, and my bedroom was on the second story, and it was in the front of the house, and it faced the street. And in Detroit, there were these things, these rats with wings called pigeons. And they would land on people's roofs, and they would poop all over everything, and so on and so forth. And I had a single shot, a single pump spring action Daisy BB gun. And one day, there were some pigeons out on the roof in front of my bedroom window. So I got my BB gun, and I cocked it, put one in the chamber there, and uh, I eased the window up. And as I eased the window up, I put the muzzle out. Lined up the sights, pressed the trigger on the BB gun, and the millisecond that I did that, the pigeon took off. The BB missed the pigeon, but it went about another 25 yards, and it struck the back window of our green station wagon. Keep in mind, this was the late 70s, maybe early 80s, probably late 70s. And let me tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, the shock on... uh. 12 or 13 year old boy's face when a little copper bb shatters the back window and i don't mean to put a nick in it no it shattered it it honeycombed like side windows do you ever honeycomb or crash the side of your car and the, and that window honeycombs and psh, forms into ten thousand pieces and i knew at that moment in time there was no covering that up now, trust me, as, as a kid, I'd broken things. I'd broken lamps and so on and so forth, and I had gotten my model glue out and glued those suckers back together. But there was no glue in that back together. There was no hiding what happened. And so what I did, and I was the only one home. My parents were at work. I don't know why 
the station wagon was parked in front of the house. Both my parents were at work. I don't know what's going on, but either way, I waited. And my dad was the first one to come home, and my guts were in a knot. They were. And he walked in the front door, and I said, I have something I have to tell you. <laughs> and as a parent, as a parent, you prob- that's probably not the first thing you want your kid to say to you when you walk in the front door from work. You don't want to walk in the front door from work and have your kid say to you, Mom, Dad, I have something I have to tell you. Because generally it's not, I love you and I did all the dishes. That's generally not, you know, I love you and I cleaned the house. That's generally not what they're going to say. And my dad looked at me and he's like, what? I said, I accidentally broke the window in the station wagon in the car. And he said, you accidentally broke the window in the station wagon? I said, yes. And so he turned around. And he walked out and he looked at it and there was no hiding it. You know, it was parked on the street in front of our house and the back window had a huge hole in it. And the, and the glass that was still there was, well, it was honeycombed into a thousand pieces. And he said, how did that happen? And I told him exactly how it happened, exactly how I told you guys. And he said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I was, I was as shocked as you. He's, and he was as shocked as me. I was like, we're both shocked. Um, we ended up selling that car <laughs> because apparently my dad priced the replacement of the window and what it was going to cost to replace it wasn't worth what we had in it. So, but I could have lied. I could have pretended that I didn't know. I mean, you know, I I could have just waited till they came home and just <laughs> waited until they discovered it. And like, oh, I'm as shocked as you. What? I mean, we did live in Detroit. We lived in Detroit. It was not out of out of the the realm of possibility that one of the neighborhood hoodlums had thrown a rock through the window or something. It, you know, but I didn't, and that never actually occurred to me. It never occurred to me to to lie about it or to pretend because I knew I couldn't cover it up I knew it was something that couldn't be I couldn't get out the model glue and put it all back together that was not going to happen it wasn't like a cracked lamp or something <laughs> oh and we did have some lamps in our house that were glued back together with model glue um, but uh, think about that for a second now if I would have lied about that specific instance it would have eventually come out, you know, because the truth always has a way of coming out. It would have eventually come out. And my parents would have been disappointed in me. And you, if you're a parent, if you're a mother, if you're a father, you know that, well, first of all, you don't want your kids to do bad things. But when they do bad things, the last thing you want them to do is to lie about it because then that just compounds it. That just makes it worse. That is sin covering up sin. That is an attempt to use sinful behavior to cover up sinful behavior. Now, the reasonable people in our world are like, oh, women should be allowed to have abortion on demand. And why do you believe that? No woman, because she made a bad mistake, should have to be saddled with the responsibility of that mistake. I'm like, do what now? 
she made a mistake. Why should she have to, to, to deal with that mistake for 18 years? It was a mistake? Ladies and gentlemen, we're all adults here, right? Um, we all know where babies come from. Babies don't really come from, quote, mistakes. Uh, when babies are made, that is a deliberate and purposeful act. That happened on purpose. That was not a mistake. Whether you're the man involved or the woman involved, the action that made the baby wasn't a, oops, I was trying to throw the football to my brother and I threw it too high and it went over his head and it hit the kitchen window. No, that's a mistake. Uh, we got naked, did the funky chicken, and now there's a baby in there is not a mistake. It's sinful behavior. <gasps> How dare you? You can't say that. It's not me. You could go to the book of Exodus, look for the rules. There's only 10 of them. You could go to the book of Exodus and look for the rules and try and find the rules. There's only 10 of them. Or you could go to the New Testament in the book of Matthew or Mark or Luke. Uh, in the, the book of Mark, Christ is talking to his followers, his disciples, and he says, you know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not cheat others. Honor your father and your mother. Pretty simple, right? Do not commit adultery. You're not married. And you wanted to do the, 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 the horizontal mambo because the horizontal mambo is fun. Okay. It's still adultery. Oh, you can't say that because people want to do it. And you can't stop people from wanting to do what they want to do. If it makes you feel good, we've talked about that in a previous episode, just because it makes you feel good doesn't mean it's not a sin. It doesn't mean it doesn't break the rules. So Christ says, you know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Or if you do commit adultery and then you end up with uh, an infant growing inside of you, you don't murder it. You see, our Heavenly Father, like us as fathers and mothers and parents, our Heavenly Father doesn't want us to compound our sin with more sin. And the idea that man, that sinful men, that people in our modern era, that, that well, that Satan has convinced us, oh, well, it was a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. You did it on purpose. Let's face facts. Like, no, rape and incest and incest and rape and rape and incest. See, that's what they used to say 20, 30 years ago. The uh, baby killers were like, we have to have abortion because in the world there's rape and incest. And it should be safe, legal, and rare. That's all we want is safe, legal, and rare. And then what happened? What always happens to man and man's sinful nature? See, they say, oh, well, we just want this to, to be the rarest of things. 
But then, like Rush Limbaugh said, uh, it became a sacrament for the sinful. It became abortion became a the sacrament for the feminazi. It's your right. Don't you let no man tell you you can't kill that baby. Was it rape or incest? No, it was a mistake. Or I thought about it, and you know what? I'm not mentally mature enough or prepared or whatever in my life to have it. Oh, you were prepared enough to to do the horizontal mambo because that felt good. But you're not prepared. So you're going to compound the sin of adultery with the sin of murder. Not okay. We wouldn't accept that from our children, would we? For, would if your child if your child did wrong, and then in order to cover up that wrong, they did something else wrong, they lied or what have you, would you say good job, Jimmy? Good job, Sally. You were wrong to do what you did, but then in order to to cover up for what you did, you lied. Good job. Would we as parents? applaud our children for that not unless you're a sick twisted psycho you wouldn't we have a father and he is in heaven and he does not want us to compound our mistakes our sins our errors with other sin no what he wants is like any good parent is for us to admit that was wrong I shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry for what I did, and I'm not going to do it in the future. How, what did Christ think about children? We already know that God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Now in the book of Matthew, it says, verse 13, Then some children were brought to him so that he would lay his hands on them and pray for them. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, leave the children alone and do not forbid them to come to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Christ had a a soft spot in his heart for children because he knew that children were the most pure and innocent creatures on earth. That they had not yet been they hadn't been spoiled by the world. They hadn't become jaded by the world. They hadn't learned to lie and deceive and to sin. They hadn't learned to make excuses for their sinful behavior. That's why Christ said to, he said to one of the Pharisees, remember when the Pharisee came to, to meet him in the night? He's like, teacher, how can I be saved? What can I do? And he said, unless you are born again, you cannot be. And, of course, he was confused. He's like, how can myself uh, at, at advanced age go, can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? And, of course, he completely missed the point. The point was is you need to be innocent like a child. You need to experience that childlike innocence. You need to believe. You need to have faith. And he understood that. There is no room to fix sin with sin. There is no biblical affirmation for the murdering of one of God's children. 
the miracle that is childbirth, the miracle that is reproduction is not something to be tampered with. And the idea that Satan has poisoned our minds, one of the greatest lies, one of the best lies that Satan has ever propagated, what he put into the minds of his minions was the word choice. You should have a choice. Pro-choice. We're pro-life. We're pro-faith. And as they say, well, they, they figured out a long time ago, like if we say we're pro-abortion, then we have to deal with the whole fact that we're saying we're pro-infant murder. And we, we don't want that. We're like, oh, no, we're not pro-infant murder. We're pro-choice. Well, what if the choice that the woman decides to make is to go to a Christian pregnancy crisis center? What if she wants to do that? What if she wants to keep the baby? What if she wants to put it up for adoption? Is that the choice she's allowed to make? And as we've seen, the answer from the other side is no. You see, the other side is pro-choice means if you don't do what we say, we will go to your Christian pregnancy crisis center and we'll burn it down. We'll smash all your windows out. We'll threaten to assassinate members of the Supreme Court for actually reading and upholding the Constitution. Because nowhere in the Constitution does it say, hey, if you feel like you made a mistake, go ahead and kill the baby. There you go. Right there in the good old U.S. Constitution. Right to abortion. There is no right to abortion. And you're like, well, there's a right to health care. It says, says in the Constitution, everyone has a right to health care. And... And, and abortion is women's health care. Well, somebody, it's pretty poor health care because someone's going to die because there's, there's going to be at least one death. Uh, I would say that if your health care in, involves the doctor killing someone, that's probably not very good health care, but that's just me. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't use sin to fix sin. We don't use the sin of murder to cover up the sin of adultery. That's wrong. That's not what our Father wants for us. It's not what he wants for us. It's not what he wants for you. It's not what you as a good parent would want for your children. Think of how your Heavenly Father feels about you. And before we finish, I want to say once again, praise God for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which gives men the courage to stand upon principle, even if that principle is going to upset men. Well, I, I don't talk about the abortion debate because some of my friends and acquaintances and relatives and coworkers are pro-choice, and I don't want to upset them. Let me ask you an honest question. Do the pro-choice people worry about upsetting the pro-faith people, the pro-Ten Commandments people, the pro-don't-kill-your-baby, don't-commit-murder-don't-commit-adultery people? Do they, do they ever worry about that? Like, well, no, of course they don't. No, they scream at you, and they scream in your face, because they're bullies, because they're minions of Satan, because they've been deceived by the great lies. They've been deceived by the greatest liar of all, and that is Satan. 
The Holy Spirit gives you the strength to stand upon principle, to stand upon faith, no matter what man has to say about it. No matter who threatens you or who will be supposedly offended by what you say, the Holy Spirit will give you the courage to stand upon principle. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me again today. I hope you enjoyed this show. We're going to close out, as we always do, with the warrior's prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and the skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.